Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre's Podcast. Brought to you by nobody. But I would like to thank Buzzsprout for distributing my podcast to other uh, platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. And any uh, Buzzsprout association that you that I would have to connect to to distribute my podcast in itself. So I'd like to thank Buzzsprout for doing that. Uh, I'd like to thank the people out there that listened to the episode about the PGA Championship, uh, 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 Brooke Popka for winning the PGA Championship, Michael Black. Uh, was a surprise. He qualified to play in the PGA Championship. He played in a Pro-Am Championship, and he uh, finished in second place. And then he ended up in 14, 15th place of the tournament. So he did pretty well. So I'd like to thank the people out there that listen to that podcast. It's probably one of my profoundly more uh, successful podcasts. Uh, Now, I do have a friend of mine named Sean that would help me along with the sports uh, aspect of the broad, uh, of the podcast. But lately, he's been a little busy, a little out there, has to do more work than he wants to, has to get everything back to square A and B and C. So I'm doing this podcast about the NFL, and maybe I'm going to touch a little bit about baseball in itself. But today's episode... It's been everywhere out there. Uh, as we know, it's, it's the beginning of June. And we have another month for the NFL players and the teams to go to their mini camps for other rookies and, and the coaches get together. And, and everything's kind of starting to be mixed up. So by July, by mid-July, all the most of the players will be there. By August, you know that there are a couple of the of the, of the preseason games happens, but it it seems though every social media out there has this guy named DeAndre Hopkins, and Mr. Hopkins uh, started his started his career with the Texans, Houston Texans, and we all know that story about, and we all know about that story about uh, Deshaun Watson and Hopkins. And Deshaun Watson got into some uh, fiasco for uh, mis uh, misrepresentation of himself, uh, misconduct, sexual harassment, assault, whatever you want to call it. And that team in itself kind of broke up. So, so Mr. Hopkins went to to uh, Arizona Cardinals. And thought that he would have a pretty good career uh, life with the Cardinals and the quarterback of Murray. And it comes and come to find out Murray is a hot mess. He doesn't do his homework. He doesn't do anything he's supposed to do to make the team a great team. They had a lot of great talent on the team. They even had a decent co- uh, head coach. And it turns out it didn't turn out to be that great at all. So. So let's talk about so let's talk about where is Mr. DeAndre Hopkins going to go? And I'm going to start with the team that he probably won't won't go. 
and I'm going to start with Buffalo Bills. Now, Buffalo Bills, they have Josh Allen and Stephon Gibbs and Gabe Davis. Now, I will say this. When, when you have Stephon Gibbs and Hopkins on the same team, both players need to touch the football on a consistent basis. Where, where Davis, Gabe Davis, is their B receiver for the Buffalo Bills. And I think the Buffalo Bills will struggle this year because I don't think their running back situation is that great. So if I was, if I was, um, if I was um, Buffalo Bills, I probably would concentrate more of a running aspect, and and trying to get that together. I think with Stephon Gibbs, and if you get a, a decent tight end, I think you'd be all right. Uh, I just don't see how you're going to get distribute the ball between uh, Hopkins and and Steve and Stephon Gibbs. I just don't see that happening. One of the players would have to be significantly less of importance on the team. And I think both of those players need the ball in their hands to make their team more relevant. Now, if you happen to have both of the guys on your team, like the Buffalo Bills, if you have Hopkins and Gibbs on your team, are, are these egos going to be affected? Is something going to happen? Is there's going to be a certain friction between Josh Allen and and Gibbs where the chemistry is going to be ruined because he's throwing the ball to Hopkins more or to Davis more? I can't tell you. But when you have two A receivers, someone's got to be the B and someone's got to be the C receiver. You can't have two A's. You just can't. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to cross out the Buffalo Bills. Now, the next team I would say that would probably be more reasonable would be the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the Baltimore Ravens, I think, A, I think they got, finally, Lamar Jackson got a great contract, and, and he deserves that contract, and he didn't get run out of that city by the ownership of the Baltimore Ravens. So... It seems like that as people are, are pulling for Lamar Jackson, you can't be a quarterback in the NFL and running like you have your head cut off or like a chicken's head cut off. You just can't do that. And it's been proven with Randall Cunningham and RGB3 and even Moon from, uh, from, from the Orioles. Back in the 80s, early 90s, he got hurt. I think his name was Eric Moon. Don't quote me. But when you have quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, like Patrick Mahomes, like Randall Cunningham, they're going to get hurt in RG, in RG3. If you have those guys run too much, they're going to get hit. They're going to get hit on the sideline. And someone's going to give them a cheap shot. So the Baltimore Ravens did themselves a service. They got Odell Beckham. Now, do I think Odell Beckham is a a receiver? Probably not because of his injury, his ACL. 
he didn't sign with anybody last year. And I really think the reason why he didn't get signed with anybody last year was because he was not able to pass the physical test of any team to sign him. I don't think it had nothing to do with the fact that he says, well, I don't want to go here, or I want to go here, or these stipulations don't fit my genre or my contract. I don't think that's what happened. I think what happened was that Odell Beckham was still hurt, was still recovering from his injuries, his ACL, and it took him a lot longer, probably because he didn't take it seriously and probably because he didn't, uh, in my guess, he didn't go through the proper physical training that he should have. These are assumptions. Assumptions, folks. So don't quote me. Do not quote me. And this, excuse me as I get uh, a drink of water is in a second or two. So, so let's talk about, let's talk about Kansas City Chiefs. Now, would Kansas City Chiefs go after someone like Hopkins? Now, I think that Travis Kelsey is by far the best receiver or tight end on that team. And most likely, he's the best receiver. I don't really understand how uh, uh, Kansas City can go without a receiver and a receiver. So I think Hopkins would actually be a good fit. He's really fast. He's really physical. He'll take a lot of weight off Kelsey. He'll take a lot of weight off the running game because when, when you're playing defense and you're playing against the Kansas City Chiefs, what do you do? You concentrate on Kelsey because the receivers aren't going, are not going to beat you. They're not going to beat you like Hill did when, they, when Hill was with Kansas City. They're just – Kansas City don't have those receivers no more or a receiver like that. But Hopkins would actually be a good fit because he's physical, he's strong, he's fast, he's very give me the ball, I want to be the champ. But he needs a quarterback that can give him the ball. And that's something like Kyrie, uh, Kyrie uh, Murray cannot do with, with Hopkins. Now, now, when he was in Houston, he had Deshaun Watson in – it did happen. But with Mahomes, I think Mahomes would be a great asset for Hopkins to consider a three or four or five year contract and then be able to probably win a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. That's my guess. Now, I think, I'm, okay, I'm going to say. These two, these two next teams are kind of like haywire. They're not really true. They're not really uh, an environment of, of, of reality. These scenarios probably would not happen. But I'm going to say with this, with the New York Jets, with Robert Seha, he's the head coach of the New York Jets, 
He's got probably one of the, the probably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Aaron Rodgers. And then you put a guy named DeAndre Hopkins together. And then you wonder what what could happen if you put DeAndre Hopkins with Aaron Rodgers. Could this be a good fit? And I think it could be a good fit. I think the thing that you have to realize is that the Jets don't have a wide receiver. They Cobb is Ronald Cobb is out of his way. He's just not he's not in his prime. He had maybe two good years in Green Bay. And from that moment on, when he came back to Green Bay after he signed with another team, he didn't do anything. He didn't even come close to doing anything with Green Bay and and Aaron Rodgers. Now, I think the Jets are taking a risk for having a, a veteran like Aaron Rodgers is a bit too old to be playing outside. Even though it's cold in Jets land in New Jersey, just like it is cold in in uh in in Lombardi Field. But when you have to have Cobb as your maybe a receiver, that just seems a little bit obnoxious. So they actually need someone like Hopkins in that uh scenario to make that team happen. Or to then make that relevance of Aaron Rodgers happen. I don't think Aaron Rodgers can actually make the team better but not having good receivers. If your receivers cannot catch your football, you're going to have a problem. And it doesn't matter how great you are. Your receivers have to catch the football. Hot, cold, warm. It doesn't matter. He's got to catch the football. Cobb and his other guys, for the Jets, it's, it's a joke. It's a joke. They need Hopkins. They need to have someone like Hopkins on that team. Now, I'm going to say... The last scenario, because I'm a Detroit Lions fan, is that would Detroit Lions sign someone like Hopkins? Could he fit in the Dan Campbell era? Could he fit in the Dan Campbell uh, mecca of his universe? Now, you got to remember, Dan Campbell is Mr. Macho Man himself, right? He's not actually Randy Savage, but he has this cultural of being tough and playing tough and everyone plays in that same level of intensity. Could Hopkins fit that? Now, we all know what happened in the offseason. So we all know that uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Jamal Williamson, uh, i got to go back to my notes here. Mr. Jamal Williamson, I mean, Jamison Williamson, he's, he's suspended for six games. He's a guy that, a rookie last year he had a torn ACL he's from Alabama he hasn't played yet and he gambled on DraftKings or FanDuel and he he really thought that he could not or he was not that he was unable to gamble or he could not gamble or not allowed to gamble what is wrong with my uh, vocabulary here so Williamson didn't realize that he is not allowed to gamble on any sport in any facility 
because he's a professional athlete. Okay? So you have to understand that we have the guy that's six weeks out. We have uh, Quintess Cephas, who's been uh, kicked off the team for gambling. So the only thing that we have is Marvin Jones, who came back from the Jaguars. Or the Panthers. Well, Marvin Jones came back. And he's a decent wideout. He's not a great wideout, but he's he does your A, B, and C's. But then you have Amon Ra St. Brown, probably one of the best little receivers out there. St. Brown would probably be a better slot receiver, but if you if you got Hopkins, Hopkins will be your outside receiver running for or taking long dashes to catch the ball over 20 yards. Where St. Brown, you want him in the in the in the inside pocket, in the kind of the zone area where the defense ha- is the weakest. Because if they play a zone defense, St. Brown can sit in a spot where the defense players are not there. Where Hopkins, you can ha- run him anywhere. And he'll be in a spot on a timing route or in a spot where the defense isn't located in that area. It took so long to explain that. I don't know I do not know why. Okay. So do I think that Hopkins could be a Detroit line? Probably not, because we don't want to give that type of money to another receiver that we did. With Calvin Johnson. Look what happened to Calvin Johnson. We kind of blew his career over. Because we couldn't throw the ball to him. At him. To be running a certain route. And when he caught the football. He could continuously run. After he caught the football. After after a catch. Every time that you see. Calvin Johnson make a catch. What's he, what was he doing? He was jumping in the air and getting tackled or flopping down on his back. Now, I do think Jared Goff is a better quarterback when it comes down to timing routes than Matthew Stafford. I think Matthew Stafford is a great gun shooter, and he'll put the ball right into a certain pocket, a certain hole, and only his receiver can catch it. But as we know, the Rams had an awful year last year, and it's because his receivers were getting hurt because Stafford would put them, his receivers in a hard spot. So when you put your receivers in a bad spot, they're going to get hit hard. That's what happened to Calvin Johnson. Okay? But with Jared Goff, it seems like Jared Goff is a very good Timing route quarterback. When we had uh, Hawkinson as a tight end, he threw the ball where Hawkinson could run after the catch. So do I think that Hopkins be a good fit? I think he could be a good fit. But are you willing to pay him that much money? And is Hopkins able to, to adjust his style, his demeanor, his mental state of mind, towards the Detroit Lions lifestyle. That nitty-gritty toughness. Could that happen? 
I can't tell you. So I'm going. I'm, I think I, I think I'm going to leave one more note here, and I think I'm going to talk a little bit about the Detroit Tigers. And I think this is going to be the downfall of Detroit Tigers. There are three games. Now there are two games away from 500. They just beat the Rangers. They got slaughtered on game one, 5-0. They got killed, or they didn't really get killed, but they got outscored 10-6 by the Rangers. And then as you're listening to this podcast, this podcast is going to air yesterday. So yesterday the, the Tigers beat the Texas Rangers 3-2. to So now they're still two games away from 500. And it's going to be pretty amazing if this happens for Detroit. It was not expected, especially the fact that we have Mal Cabrera uh, uh, looking like a senior citizen. And, uh, and finally, uh, yesterday game, he, 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 uh, he hit the baseball three times in the same game. Don't know why it took me forever to explain that. It just did. It just did. But the problem with Detroit Tigers right now is that they have a lot of hurt players. Uh, their ace pitcher right now is Rodriguez, Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, he's got some thumb problems. Uh, he's going to be out for about 15 games. He'll probably be back by mid-June. But by the time he gets back, are we going to even be close to 500? I can't tell you. Uh, by July, after the All-Star game, if Detroit is maybe like six, seven, eight games away from 500, or even 500 at the case, I think that they're going to be sellers. I think Rodriguez is going to be one of those guys who's going to be selling or he's going to be asking for a trade. Now, a team that would probably need him would probably be the New York Yankees or I would even consider the Los Angeles Dodgers. And maybe I would consider him to be somewhere like Minnesota Twins. It's an, now. Most of the time, you would never trade within your division. But in this case, it's not going to be a killing thing because I think that Detroit is still two or three years away from even making the playoffs. Now, the other guy that we have who's hurt is Raleigh Green. Now, Raleigh Green was uh, probably one of the best prospects that came up through the minors and the majors. Uh, he's a tall. Uh, maybe six two, six three, uh, around two twenty. He could probably gain another ten pounds of muscle. I don't think that would affect his uh his his swing, but I do think that they'll keep Riley Green. I do think they'll trade uh Javier Baez because it, Javier Baez is on a seven year contract. And I don't think Javier Baez is even going to be in Detroit at the point if Detroit makes the playoffs in two or three years. And saying that, I think the biggest problem in Detroit is probably their their minor league system. 
or their inability to scout good players in the in in high school or college or any or any league out there that's not within the United States, Japan in this case. But I do think the Detroit Lions would be sellers. I think they got lucky that they beat Texans Rangers. Uh the next series that they have is a the White Sox. Um the White Sox are supposed to be great. They're supposed to be better than the Tigers and they're not. So so if Detroit can take two out of three, they'll still be two games away from five hundred. But if this is like between this borderline five hundred by July fourteen, seventeen when the all star game is within that is within the, in that circle, I would consider selling. I think the new GM for Detroit Tigers, I think he knows what he's doing. I think I think we just have a lot of a lot of money that's not going nowhere because we have Mel Cabrera sitting there milking in the sun, uh treating like the like this is his last day on the planet. So so I like to thank uh so so I'm gonna leave it at that. And I'm a Detroit guys. And I like to thank everybody out there that listened to this podcast. I like to thank Bus Pro again. I like to thank Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. I think anybody, uh, any other source out there that listen to my podcast, thank you. I, I create this podcast for people like me who are some form of disabled, want to be heard. This is my way to be heard through sports. So peace, love, and be kind to each other. And know that not everyone that you meet is going through the same issues that you are. So be understanding. All right. Peace and love. I'm out.